welcome to the fifth episode of Caroline's Corner. You are tuning in with Caroline Mamo. Um, I'm so happy you are here. If you are new, I'm going to kind of introduce myself. So I'm Caroline. I am 13 and I am pretty faithful in God. I'm a Christian and I believe in on this podcast. On these podcast episodes, I mainly just talk about my faith and what God has really done and the miraculous things he has just done for my family and for me and the blessings he has given our family and I'm so incredibly thankful um yeah so thank you so much for being here and if you have been sticking along oh my goodness you have no idea how thankful I am for you but I'm also so thankful for people that are just now tuning in so I'm so happy you are here um yeah It's going to be a good episode, and I cannot wait for you to hear. So whenever you're listening to this, hello, hello, and I'm so happy you were here. So let's go ahead and hop in. So my message for um, this episode is overcoming fear and anxiety. And let me just tell you, I have had my fair share of worrying what the future holds for me and letting fear and anxiety creep in. Um... God, I'm so thankful to say that God has let me really overcome that, overcome the fear, overcome the constant anxiety of not knowing what the future holds for me or not knowing things in the present or um, what's going to happen in the future. Um, but God is just, like I said, God has just really let me overcome that. Um, and me and you or a whole as a whole society, we tend to really let fear creep in and it is completely normal it is completely natural I have done it you have probably done it um it's completely normal but in Philippians it tells us to really not let fear consume us it tells us to really not let fear just take over our life um Philippians 4 6 says do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition and thanksgiving present your request to God that is Philippians 4, 6, and that verse just comforts me so much. God does not want us to worry or do anything on our own. He doesn't want us to do life on our own. He actually wants us to guide us, and he never expects us to handle the things that we have to handle on a daily basis. He wants us to hand it over to him. He doesn't want us to rally more of our own strength. He actually wants us to rely solely on his strength and if honestly we keep just walking around thinking that God won't give us more than we can handle we set ourselves up to be suspicious of God and I'm sure you have heard this saying all the time or I've heard this saying I even I even have said it before but God won't give you something that you can't handle or God won't give you more than you can handle but honestly that is not in the Bible And God does say that he won't allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear and that he will always provide a way out. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. But that is not the same as God not giving us more than we can handle. In my life, and I'm sure in yours, he just will allow more and more things. And and I knew this as um, I knew, I knew this in my past. I've known this, you know, now I've, I've, learned I've learned that many many ways um and as I'm just saying these words um to you 
I know that I am not the only one who feels that they have been given more than they can handle. On a daily basis, I see wide-eyed expressions on people literally all the time. Grief upon grief, hurt upon hurt, heartbreak upon heartbreak, addiction upon upon addiction, diagnosis upon diagnosis, disappointment upon disappointment, and the world is filled with people who are dealt with more than they can handle. And actually, or surprisingly, in the Bible, it is filled with people who were given more than they can handle. We see that the Apostle Paul wrote, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired our life itself. Indeed, we felt we have received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not only rely that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. And that is 2 Corinthians 1, 8. Like I said, God doesn't expect us to handle this, right? Um, and um, in the hard moments, I remember one moment I was just sitting there and closing my eyes and just asking God, God, please, I need you, God. Like, I can't, I can't do this on my own. I don't know how I'm supposed to do this on my own. But he whispered to me, I, Caroline, I don't expect you to handle this. I expect you to give it over to me. So lay it at my feet. I will never forget when he told me that. It was something like that. I don't remember the exact words he said, but it was something along those lines. And to just really see that he has he has really let us, um, he has really let us being able to handle that to him. We're so lucky that we have a good God like our God. Um and I remember, like, I was just sat there and I was like, why now? Why God? Why me? I, I just could feel my emotions starting to unravel and and my resolve to trust God slipping. I felt like it was just too much and I didn't want to keep trying so hard to trust God. I was so tired of trying to make sense of this life that is not supposed to be this way. I would, you know, try and hide. And I remember my sixth grade year, it was so tough. Um, That's actually one of the hardest moments I've ever had to face. Um, I was young, but oh man, it was really hard. Friendships were so tough that year. Um, I got, you know, bullied all the time. Well, not bullied, but I just didn't have the nicest friends in sixth grade. I had literally, I had literally no friends. So thank goodness for dance friends. But I had no school friends. I felt so lonely. Um, and so in those times, I have struggled so much with letting fear creep in. And it can be so easy to be alone. One of the other things that has happened in about 2017, I was a fourth grader. Oh, my goodness. It was either 2017 or 2016. I don't quite remember. But my grandpa almost passed away. I remember this moment so vividly. I came home from the bus stop and I saw my mom crying and I was really confused. Keep in mind, I was young, but from that experience, I got to learn more and I got to kind of see how he can really just move and work um, in my life and how he can do the same for you. So, um, like I said, you know, I came off, I was really confused of why my mom was crying. I was like, what in the world? Like, what's wrong? And he had gotten into surgery that day. And um, apparently it didn't go well. And the doctors told us that he has a very good chance, a 99% chance of passing away. And in that moment, I was like, 
this this isn't real this can't be happening and I said God I just I just turned my eyes up to him and I said God please no God I can't, I can't do this on my own um and like I said he whispered to me in that moment that was the moment he whispered to me um if in in that in those um you know the the months or the months of the unknown that I didn't know if he was going to be okay or there was just things um that were just happening constantly but especially in those 24 hours the doctors didn't know but by a miracle he was he was he was there you know he was there the morning he was breathing he was alive and I just remember um feeling just that joy in the morning like I said I was young but I just remember just waking up like you know first thing I texted my mom and I was like mom like is he is he okay and she said yes um he wasn't like fully okay but he he made it out you know um he was still really struggling I remember his eyes were um closed but he would hold my hand I remember and he was right there um he was he was right there and that's such a cool miracle moment to watch God how God really did provide um in the moments where it just felt like that everything was so hard I could feel God moving um I remember at one point I just said hey I love you and he squeezed my hand and I just remember just feeling that moment so vividly and Oh, so what a beautiful moment and we're so grateful to have such a God that we that we do have such a good God um but um yeah it's such a cool moment um and it was very hard to trust God um but through that moment it actually made me stronger and um now he's mowing lawns um because of COVID he he used to be a barber he used to own a barber shop and but because of covid it kind of you know shut it down but he was you know having a great business he was on his feet he's very active he loves to work out in yards and i'm so thankful to say that he's okay um it was one of the hardest moments my family has like have to ever been through and to watch him just not be okay is, or wasn't doing okay was so hard um and to trust god it was so hard um but um through those for the many months um god god really was there he was really present i i couldn't really feel it in those moments like i said it was so hard and i just i just asked god why is this happening but in after the time that it happened like in sixth grade um during quarantine as i saw god provide so many miracles i could get into so many but i don't got the time for that i wish um I got to just see him move and I got to really just strengthen. It just made me strengthen my relationship with God. I dug deep into the word and started to trust God even even more and more. Um, with that being said, though, nothing is too big or nothing is too small for God to handle. He wants us to lay at his feet. He wants us to pour out to him. He wants us to to sit there and just be, be able to be so vulnerable with him. Um, and I think sometimes as Christians, we are too hesitant to pass over the small things, but we know if things are too big that we can't handle, we'll pass, we'll easily pass over the big things. But like I just said, nothing is too big and nothing is 
I'm too small for God. And the more we surrender to him, the more we feel him working in our life, the more we feel him moving in our life. So we need to trust and know that he will provide. And he has already made a way out through your past situations or through the the moments that it, it is to come. Um, it's so easy to feel alone. But the one thing that does remain constant is God. We see so many people that we know, friends or anybody really just move in and out of our life but I want to tell you that God is the only one that will stay stay consistent um which is so beautiful to know that he is um and in those moments I, I knew that God was so good I just didn't know the details of God's plan God's good plan but I could make his goodness the starting place to renew my perspective um and God will give us more than he can handle, but he always has eventual good in mind. And we see more and more unnecessary heartbreak, but God sees the exact pieces and parts that must be added right now to protect us. In these fearful moments, sometimes we can find things and fulfill it. It's like a missing puzzle piece. It's like we're trying to find all these puzzle pieces to fit. But it, it, they, won't, they don't work, they don't satisfy, they don't fulfill us. But the one thing that does is God. So when you place that puzzle piece, it's like everything is put together now. Um, you're, it, and let me just tell you, your walk with God, it's, it's not easy to trust him. Not everything is going to be sunshines and rainbows and daisies. But I will say, you'll really get to see him move in such magical ways. And I'm so young and I and I know I cannot like to see him just move more and more in my life. Um. But um, I remember one day um, I was chatting with one of my really good friends um, and we just chatted um, or talked about like what God has really been teaching them. Um, and I told them about what I, some of the things I have been through and how I've just felt so lonely sometimes and how the revelation God had given me dust. And my friend's eyes, I just remember her eyes just lit up um and as I kind of shared how when we place our dust into God's hands and he mixes it with his living water that is the clay that is formed that can be made into anything I remember just that moment and I remember she just the biggest smile on her face um she had seen clay being formed into many beautiful things when it was placed into her mother's hand. And I remember she said something that just made my jaw dropped. I was so blown away by this and I want to share it with you. She told me that wise potters not only know how to form beautiful things from clay, but they also know how important it is to add some of the dust, previously broken pieces of pottery to add to the new clay. And this type of dust is called grog. To get this grog, it's shattered too finely, then it won't add any structure to the new clay. And if it is not shattered enough, the grog will be too coarse and make the potter's hands bleed. When I heard that, I was blown away. My jaw just, I just, I was shocked. I was so shocked. And it's so true. Um, and I just told her, I was like, girl, you better preach that. And 
And I actually remember saying, come on, that will preach, right? And I, oh, and let me just tell you, it absolutely did. And I hope that just spoke to you. Um, and I just, I always think about what she had shared with me and how it can relate to my season of suffering or your season of suffering right now, whatever season that you're in. And what if the play made from all the other dust currently in your life could be strengthened by this newly added broken piece. And as we read Isaiah 45, 9, it says, Woe to those who quarrel with their maker, those who are nothing but potsherds among the potsherds on the ground. Does the clay say the potter? What are you making? Does your work say the potter has no hands? God is making something so beautiful out of your life and out of my life and I know that like I know that and so I just I I was wondering tonight as I was you know writing a script for my podcast episode something came in mind and I and I was wondering you know why do we question what he sees as the necessary ingredients to make my life stronger and more beautiful than ever sure um some of the stuff i have been through or the almost the loss of my grandpa or um, or actually the loss of my grandma you know and added more and more brokenness but this but that could have been used for my good right losing my grandpa my grandma was one of the hardest things i've ever had to walk through um, it was so tough because she was like one of my, she was so close to our family and to know that I was never going to see her smile again was so hard. And it was one of the broken pieces. And I remember one night just talking on the phone with one of my best friends and she was talking about her grief and her pain. And I just remember being like, Hey, you're doing the best you can and that's okay. Right now there might be so many unknown things in your life, but God is holding your hand right through it. Um and everything that ev- all the brokenness he's given me or given you, it is going to be used for good. And so that verse from Isaiah, um I actually it led into um a little and in, in investigation into the term potsherd. So I looked it up and it said a potsherd is a piece of broken pottery. And interestingly enough, a potsherd was also mentioned in the story of Job when he was inflicted with an awful disease. Job 2, 7, 10, it says, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of the crown of his head then job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sought among among the ashes his wife said to him are you still maintaining your integrity curse god and die he replied you are talking like a foolish man shall we accept good from god and not trouble in all this job did not sin in what he said so we see that in Job 2, 7 through 10. A broken potsherd, it can lie on the ground and be nothing more than a constant reminder of brokenness, but it can also be used to continue to scrape us and hurt us for even more when it kept in our hands. Um, when we, or when placed in, placed in our, our father's hands, um, 
the the father's pot i mean our master potter our master's hands the master potter can be entrusted to take that pot shirt shatter it in your sight and then can use it in the remolding to make you stronger and make me stronger and even more beautiful so when i really started to understand that i saw that in all of our circumstances god was keeping me moldable while adding even more strength and beauty in the process i didn't want to lose my grandma i didn't want to hear the news that my grandpa was about to die but there's no part of there's literally no part of my brain that thinks loss is loss is fair for any precious person who might lose a loved one and god didn't cause this postured reality reality in my life it's the result of living in this broken world between two gardens and since i've already lost my grandma i i don't want this this broken reality to just be a posture wasted on the ground or something i keep in my hand that hurts me more and so thinking through this we just have to know that we have to entrust it to the lord we have to hand it over to him we have to know that what he's gonna do with it is he's gonna make a beautiful a beautiful creation with it um so i actually want you before i end this episode um i wanted to share a little bullet point i wrote down and it says it's our choice whether we stay stuck in our heart or get renewed in our hearts so are we actually going to prepare our hearts to let god move and work in our heart or are we just gonna stay bottled up scared to trust god of what the plans and the beauty he has for us um that's something that we can think about and we can surrender the weight of our long suffering journeys to God by having a higher perspective in our present realities. But the seemingly impossible work of redemption, it is always possible with God. So in other words, we need to remember the difference between news and truth. Some verses that have I've really been clinging on to is I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the way and the life. I'm the way I cannot speak today. I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And John 14, 6. I am forever faithful. Psalms 146, 6. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. Another one is, I am your hiding place, Psalms 32.7. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So one of the literal greatest comforts to me through all I have been through is knowing that somehow God will all turn it for good. He will use every broken situation and turn it for good. And let me just tell you. Of course, I still have those the less spiritually secure moments where when the broken pieces just seem to be piling up too high and I feel like I'm going to lose my mind and just and cry and scream and and pitch a little hissy fit. But, oh, friend, how thankful I just am for the great I am, the one who will guide me through truth, the one that will guide you through truth and teach you the one who you can put your hope in and the one I put my hope in all day long. Psalms 25, 5. Yes, 
friend, he can handle all the things I know I can't, and I can trust him to take my broken and make it beautiful. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father, I come I come to you today, a woman worn out from trying to do everything in my own strength, a woman ready to accept your invitation to surrender. Today I say that I, I give up. I give up carrying the weight of all that's too much for me. Take this, Lord. Take all of this hard and all of this hurt and shatter. It just right so I can be made stronger, more beautiful, and able to withstand the fire just like never before. I trust your love for me. I trust your plans for me. And I trust you will use all of this for good. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, some things that you can reflect on um, is what ways are you questioning how God is making your life stronger and more beautiful than ever? And then what broken pieces do you need to surrender to God? I want you to actually write those two questions out if you need to fast forward and hear them again or rewind them. Um, you can certainly do so. Um, but I just want to let you know that God is making something so beautiful out of your life and surrendering to God is not giving in. It's giving up, giving up, carrying the weight of all that's too much for us, for our God. And it is our choice whether we stay, whether we stay stuck in our heart or get renewed in our heart. And friend, I just want to say that God isn't far or distant. He is closer than, than you realize right now through one of your hard seasons, or maybe you're in a good season. You feel like, oh, I don't need God. Like I said, God is never too big or small for your for your moments that, that you have. Um, and the restoration that is impossible with man's limitation is always possible for a limitless God. We have such a limitless God. So I just wanted you to be reminded of that truth today. Um, I thank you so much if you're still listening to the end of this episode. And I am praying for you whenever you're listening to this or this week. I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God would just wrap you up in that truth. Um, and I pray that those words I just spoke would stick with you. Um, and if you're fighting through a hard season, I want you to remember that God didn't, God didn't, God, God didn't expect you to rely on your strength. He actually wanted us to rely solely on His strength. So I'm praying that you can just surrender it all over to Him. And yeah, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week or weekend. Um, I'm praying for you always. Bye.